1: The biggest basketball coaching convention of. You can work on your school. Oh, you
0: what? You don't I'm oh, yeah, i don't want to talk to you. What is going on, Robin? Are you okay, Robin it. Are your kids near you, or what just happened? Husker Online. Go. I
1: took a lot of preparation to, to make this thing a, a flawless interview, and clearly, I still can't avoid it.
0: Robin Washington, Husker Online. Maybe it was aliens. Maybe it was a phenomenon that we can't explain. The Connor Happer Show on 1620 the Zone. And we're joined now on the 42 Degrees of Source Hotline by Robin Washit of HuskerOnline.com. Robin, good morning. How are you?
1: Good morning. It sounds like you're talking into a fan. Really? That's weird. Okay, now you now cleared up. Like during the intro, like it was just like like literally, literally you were talking into a box fan. Oh, but there was was, was
0: there like an echo?
1: It was just, like, really choppy. But it's good now. Ever since the music stopped playing, it is clear as day. So he doesn't We're like good. your intro, Connor.
0: Interesting. Well, no, I I, I told Jimmy, because this is the first time he sat it on this interview before. I told Jimmy, I was like, hey, just, you know, press this button. It's going to be kind of disorienting. It's not a real, like, normal open. Um, you're going to wonder what's going on for a second. You know, I saw I'm start, start to kind of reach toward the mouse. So like, whoa, what's going on here? No, nope, that's just how the open goes.
1: Well good thing that's all cleared up now we can get down to business.
0: All right, let's talk some hoops. Um there's a big one there's a big one tomorrow um for Nebraska basketball. But let's let's sort of flash back to the weekend first. And really I guess the the body of work up until this point before we look ahead. Like I, I we we definitely always break it down to hey there's there they play this way at home and they play this way on the road and there is definitely you know, circumstances that, that make that the case for Nebraska basketball. But like, what is it that makes them this sort of drastically different team on a, whether it's home or road or just a night to night basis, their, their inconsistencies really, really shine through just on a game to game basis. Like, have we gotten to the bottom of what it is for them?
1: No, which is why it continues to happen. And as, uh, getting more and more, uh, apparent that split, uh, every single game, you know, it's, uh, pretty remarkable, um, that they can look so good and look like a team that can compete with and beat anybody in the conference inside of pinnacle bank arena. And then as soon as they leave and go play somewhere else, it looks like, uh, you know, they're, they're one of the bottom feeders of the league. And until they get some semblance of stability, uh, between playing at home and playing on the road, uh, that's going to define their season. Um, you know, they got a great opportunity at home against uh, you know a top six team in the country coming to PBA, but you know, those wins only carry so much weight. If on Sunday they go to Illinois and lose by 30, you know? So it's like, it, that's kind of been what this year uh, has been all about for this team to where they, they've got, you know, some signature victories, but for the most part outside of Kansas state, which by the way is now dropped down to a quad two game. Mm. Um, they don't have uh, really any of those, you know, feather in the cap victories uh, away from their home arena. And when it comes to selection Sunday, those are so critical it's just to show that you're not just a one-trick pony that has the benefit of a home court advantage. That you can go other places and compete with uh, not even top teams, but you know, mid-level teams, uh, and and win those types of games. And so far, they've come close, uh, but they found one way after another to lose those games with the Maryland game being the worst example yet.
0: Well, schedule wise, it's, you know, people are going to have to hold on for dear life here because, you know, this game tomorrow is not easy. And like you said, they go to Illinois after that and they have a tough one at Northwestern after that. So that's, that's three in a row where you could lose them and it wouldn't be, you know, wouldn't be terribly damaging to you, but then you would look up at your record and it would say that you're 15 and nine and you're five and eight in the league. And instead of you know, trending toward that top half of the league, you'd be trending toward that, you know, closer and closer to that bottom half and that bottom, that bottom four. Like this is, this is a challenge, not only for, for people and how they sort of pay attention to Nebraska basketball, but also the team. And Fred's mentioned it time and time again this year. Like, you know, it's, they, they maybe have a little bit of a difficult time. Um, they, they hear some of the, the noise and whatever, if they lose their next three, which means they would have lost four in a row, that noise gets pretty loud. But Robin, like everything in perspective, they'd still be an okay position to pick up some wins down the stretch. Like, I-, I I wonder how they balance that over the next week or so.
1: Yeah. And I mean, that's where you would hope that having such a veteran experienced roster would allow you to handle that better than maybe some other groups where, you know, you, you haven't gone through things like this before, um, but you know these next three games really. I'll go back to the Maryland game. That that four game stretch um, was really the, in a lot of ways, the the last real daunting run of the schedule. And so I think the hope going into it was that you could just keep your head above water, um, at least win one, and hopefully you know win two of those four. Uh, the Maryland game was one of those that you thought they could get, and they lost that game by 22. So how do they respond? You know they've they've made a, a a living off bouncing back off of ugly losses with really good wins. Yep. Um, you know, after Minnesota, they beat Michigan State. After Wisconsin, they beat Purdue. After Rutgers, they beat Northwestern. So you have another one where you have an opportunity here to get a top ten win, your second of the season, and you win that game. All of a sudden, you if you go and lose to Illinois and even lose the next two, you're still feeling okay about where this team is because you have another signature victory. And you've lost games on the road that, you know, you probably weren't really expected to win anyway. But then if you do only get one or even if you go over during that four game stretch, that puts so much onus on the rest of the way where, you know, yes, the schedule does lighten up, but you better, you have zero wiggle room. I mean, if if you're trying to solidify your tournament resume off that, that final stretch, you know, there's, there's not a lot that's going to move the needle in terms of, you know, defining, your resume sure they may have another quad one opportunity at Ohio State um but really that's it at this point so you know they if, if they don't take advantage of you know kinda of the, the big time opportunities over these next three then they have to be darn near perfect uh, all the rest of the way and yes they, the the sledding is gonna be a little easier but um There's zero room for slip-ups. Like you can't afford to have a bad night if you're gonna make sure that you're still in position um, to get to where you want to go.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there. That's definitely one way to look at it. It's um, it'll be it'll be tough for people. I mean, because you you know this, Robin, and this is this is sort of a commentary on on like I said how people how people take in Nebraska basketball. Um, but like, you know, people are gonna have a hard time hanging in there. I think if if they don't find a way to win any of their next three. I think it's already pretty difficult even though like you know you would have asked me before before the Saturday game against Maryland everyone would have told you yeah, they're in a great position right now I mean if they if they just do what's asked of them, then they'll be probably an NCAA tournament team but all of a sudden it starts stacking up on you really quickly. I just like I, I it could get the 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 conversation and the noise could get really interesting. If they don't find a way to win one game in the next week, they played Northwestern next Wednesday. And, um, you know, for all that Fred Hoiberg talking about the noise, the outside noise, it gets really loud. Yeah.
1: And that's, I mean, that's Nebraska for you. And really like that's kind of the nature of the beast of, of this level of basketball. I mean, look at what's going on at Ohio state right now. I mean, they want Holtman tart and feathered right now. And he's had a lot more success over his career Than than what Nebraska's had, so that you know just kind of what what you deal with. But beyond the conversation of you know, I guess these next three and that four game stretch, including Maryland, you know, right now Nebraska's picked to win what five of their final seven. So you know, the the tenor can change quickly. So you lose, worst case, you lose your next three, and you're you're riding a four game losing streak, and. Um, all of a sudden the season looks like it's in the trash can. And then what happens when you win four in a row, then you're going to Ohio state with a chance, uh, you know, to, to get a quad, another quad one win. I mean, that's, uh, that's just kind of the, the ebbs and flows of basketball. And I think for a lot of times around here, people view basketball with a football mentality where every game is just like this defining, uh, you know, one a week opportunity When I mean, like 31 games here. And then you have a conference tournament on top of that. So, Stretches of failure, like what could potentially happen uh, over these next four. I mean, that's that's just part of the deal. A lot of times, you know, Nebraska, especially for a program that's in the situation Nebraska's in, where they're they're trying to get to that point where they can have sustained success. But um, with that uh, comes just as much opportunity for them to have, get on a hot streak, just like they did last year. And this, the schedule becomes a lot more favorable, and you can stockpile wins and get that momentum back on your side just as easily as you could lose it over these next three
0: what is the status of jawan gary for tomorrow
1: uh unclear in about 10 minutes or so we're gonna walk over to pba here and uh get the latest from fred on that um my guess is he's gonna say jawan is day-to-day uh you know we'll see it's been an interesting thing for him because he was a literally pre-game decision um Coming back off that uh, initially off that injury first Ohio State and then before Maryland he was ruled out before they even left town so who knows there's a lot of layers there uh, it's a an injury where yeah it was an Achilles tear but it's still a fairly significant injury I mean Joe Burrow had that and he missed significant time um, so you never know how calf strains are going to re- respond then there's the mental side to it where um, you know he's Guy that suffered multiple season-ending injuries over the course of his career, when he felt that pop in his calf, I'm sure that shook him up a little bit. So now it's the matter of rebuilding that trust to play with the dynamic kind of explosiveness without being hesitant about you know either re-injuring yourself or injuring yourself even more. So that's another part to it. And then you know obviously there's rumors about other stuff going on. Um, Have no clarity on that whatsoever. Maybe we'll get some today, Um, but. Either way, uh, at this point, uh, I'd probably be surprised if he plays tomorrow and then we'll kind of see where he is going forward.
0: Yeah uh, Robin Washington of Husker online is with us. okay I, I get this. Uh, I'll, I'll, this is maybe an interesting question. if you could if you could grant this team like a, an ability or like what is this is my way of asking what's the kind of missing piece for them And we, we talked about like why, maybe some thoughts on why they're not able to do look the way they look at home out on the road. If you could like grant them the ability to like have something consistently, you know, something that you can kind of lean on. What is it? Knowing what you know already about this group and and I guess projecting a little bit going forward.
1: True point guard. Um a guy that when things start to turn on you on the road, you have that player that can settle things down and um, make sure that your offense doesn't start getting sped up and uh, you could start making bad decisions with the basketball, because it seems like when Nebraska's road struggles, there's a common theme where when the other team starts to get things going, Nebraska uh, tends to make things even worse for themselves with self-inflicted mistakes. And I think a lot of times it's because they have guys that are trying to do too much. they're yeah over penetrating into the lane. Um, you know they're they're just making decisions without much of a plan of of where to go with the ball. That leaves the turnovers and, you know, fast-break opportunities, and then, then the avalanche starts to get going on him. So, you know, you go back to you know, what made Sam Greasel so good is he was a guy that was never going to get out of control. You know, when when things started turning on him, he, he wasn't going to try to, uh, you know, turn the game into a track meet and erase a 10-point deficit on one possession. Um, so I think that that's kind of what they're lacking right now. They don't have a true point guard on their roster, and especially in those situations on the road when the momentum shifts away from them they don't really have that guy that can just put the ball in his hands and say all right let's settle down run the offense and go get a bucket and um you know that's that's a pretty critical piece not to have in this conference on the road
0: that is probably that is probably you know where a lot of the issues that you see end up stemming from just I mean we we talk often about this team you know on the emotional side of things. And it's becoming more and more of a conversation. But if you have that guy, you could settle, settle things down a little bit. And it doesn't, I, I would tell you, I would say this, Robin, like, I don't think it has to be a point guard, you know, like I, I think, you know, just, just having a guy like that on the floor who can either get you a bucket or sort of be the, the kind of general and calm things down. I, I don't know. Is their best option in that category? Bryce Williams at, at this point, yeah, he's
1: he's one of them, and you know, he's with Jamarcus, like he'll have flashes of doing that, but there's been more so uh, of him just kind of having trouble keeping that that control of the game. And so then, you know, who's your next best facilitator? It's Rink Mast, and so you're talking about your center, because <laughs> yeah. which is like last year where Derek Walker was a pivotal piece, but that's just so much to, to put on one guy where you got a team that struggles to rebound on the road. And then you're, you're asking your best rebounder to also be your best half court facilitator. I mean, that's, that's a lot to put on one player, especially when he's uh, out of the game in foul trouble or needs a break or whatever. Like they, they don't have a lot of secondary options beyond those two right now. And, um, you know, that was, there's a reason that was the, the biggest concern for this team going into the year. And they really never addressed it. Their, their solution was to, uh, you know, have Jamarcus Lawrence play a position you would never played before and then go get a guy in August out of the transfer portal in Boogie Coleman, who is now not even a factor in the rotation. So um, they kind of got to make do with what they have at this point. Bryce Williams is certainly one of their better options. Rink Mass is a guy that can help in that regard. Um, but they need somebody else, whether that's Sam Hoiberg or Lawrence or whoever. Um, the situation at point guard is probably uh, the the biggest issue in potentially keeping them uh, from their postseason goals.
0: Robin Washington of HuskerOnline.com. Okay, Robin, we'll let you go. Thanks for taking the time, as always, my friend, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Sounds good. See you. Robin Washington of HuskerOnline.com. That's a big one tomorrow against Wisconsin. And what will we find out about Jawan Gary today? Is he hurt? Because it seems like he was going to play. Uh, or he was getting very, very close against Ohio State. It seemed like that was a real, like Robin said, it was a pretty true game time decision. Um, and so there was the expectation that he would play against Maryland, and um, he was he was ruled out beforehand on that. So is there something else going on? Um, and is that something? If there is something else going on, is it over? You know, <laughs> like what's it? Is it? Is it? Is it if it's a suspension. Is it just one game, or is it two games, or whatever it might be? Uh, Maybe Fred Hoiberg will give us some more clarity on that here in just a couple minutes. Uh, Josh is here. Hello, all. Welcome. Welcome, Josh. Just like you said, one minute, Jimmy's going to be here, and the next... Bada bing. Gone. He's here. Uh, Mitch Sherman will join us in just a couple minutes at the bottom of the hour. He wrote a good piece on local recruiting and how it's sort of ballooned and taken off. Uh, We'll talk to him in a few minutes, but come back... We'll we'll introduce Josh. Say we'll Thank say you. hello to Josh and we'll hit a couple other things before we get to Mitch on the Connor Happer show on sixteen twenty the zone.